Welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. My dog looks so sad that we're still recording. I mean, <laughs> you say this every week. Do you want to like not record? No, I'm just saying, I don't know why she- Then she's... get rid of your fucking dog. <laughs> I just don't know why she comes in here. Yeah. <laughs> because it, she seems miserable that she's like, God, I can't sleep. You guys are loud. Yeah, there's a whole other room she yeah. can go in. There are two other rooms. Yeah. Three. Yeah, Ginger, she, go in the bathroom. Sometimes Ginger, she Ginger, go in the bathroom. Sometimes she does go in the bathroom by herself, and I'm always like, "What are you doing in here? What is she doing? You give Snipping. her privacy. <laughs> I try and give her privacy. Uh, Tim, before uh, we start, I want to give an update about uh, last week's episode. Who wants to be a booksmanaire? Okay. Um, you, I, I won a computer prize package. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, te- a technology, a technology pack. prize package, uh, and I was gonna throw everything out because uh, they were. There's wipes I, for your phone, uh huh, and a wire, an Ethernet, a short Ethernet cable that I have no use for, uh, which I did throw that out. I have enough Ethernet cables. Tom. Well, so was giving it to me. Start a fucking game show and give it to somebody else. Pay <laughs> All it right, forward. maybe I will. But I used one of those alcohol swabs on my computer today to clean it, and it did a great job. Wow. So, yeah, I was I was wrong, and I apologize for shitting all over uh, your prize pack. It yeah, turned Tom. out that uh, Tom, uh, my computers ever, never run faster. Have you ever offered me the opportunity to win a prize? No, but to be fair, most of the times you've offered me an opportunity to win a prize. The game's been rigged in one way or in another. In your favor. <laughs> you want... No, it's rigged in my favor if it's something I don't want. But a lot of times you rig it. Did you not win $7 and Yeah, I won seven, but a lot of times you, you offer like a $10,000 prize and it's something I'm not able to get. You could get it if you were smarter. I'm, well, Tim... Uh, I guess probably now is a good time. I have ten thousand dollars in escrow, just waiting for the right game for you to to, to smarten up. Well, I didn't want to bring this up, Tim, but I had a meeting this week with the uh, New York uh, Gaming Commission. Okay, about uh, your practices, what you've been mm-hmm. doing, and uh, uh, they are in opening an investigation into mm-hmm. uh, into, I it, into your clean, quiz shows, as you call as them, as a whistle. Your quiz shows the various sweepstakes you're all you're always offering people. No, stay away from the, the don't go sniffing around the sweepstakes, Tom. Well, Tim, I don't that's think a, that's a different. You know, just looking at the rules of the sweepstakes, I think it's it's actually more like gambling or a pyramid scheme. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. Just yeah, quit, well, quit sniffing around. Like this doesn't involve you. I didn't try to get. I didn't try to rope you into the the pyramid scheme. I want to get not in this the one. Just, MLM be, just game. because you you've uh, squeezed me dry from the other ones. I haven't squeezed you dry. All I've done was offer you prizes, and then, like, yeah, last time I was offering you up to ten thousand dollars, you lost on the second question yeah tim and i had already spent that ten thousand dollars i went to the bank and i showed them simple question about a book that a children's book that you had read well tim i went to the bank i I told them about this game and they said we'd be happy to give you a loan for ten thousand dollars sir do, you, do people go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and be like, and I use oh, that. you know what? This is rigged. They made it too hard. I used uh, that $10,000, Tim, on a first-class ticket to Dubai. Good. 
And then I didn't have enough money to come back home. Yeah, I know. And then also I'm still on the hook for that 10 grand. Good. Well, they put you in jail not... in Dubai. <laughs> You're never heard of from again. Tim, boy, yeah. Uh, Can you think of a place you'd least you'd want to go less than uh, Dubai? Uh, no, because I really want to go to Dubai. What? I really want to see it, but I Why? also Just look at a picture. I also <laughs> don't. Yeah, I don't want to like get in trouble. Yeah, uh, and I also don't want to like see the tremendous human cost. Yeah, uh, for building a place like that, uh, so opulent, so air conditioned. Yeah, it's a bad place. Everything, yeah, is, every, sounds, yeah, every I mean, it place sounds is like a it's pretty place. cool. It's got a big like water slide or something. I want to oh, say. they got like big water slides. I think they've they've got that indoor skydiving stuff. Mm. They've got an indoor uh, uh, skiing mountain that you can ski down. I mean. To you, like, like, hey, an indoor skiing mountain. We have lots of outdoor skiing mountains <laughs> yeah, that you have I know, no it's cold, interest in. Tim, I'm not going to go ski outside. It's freezing. Tom, I, uh, I didn't post a poll. Yeah, despite your promise, which also came up during my meeting with the New York State Gambling and Gaming Commission. You and I colluded after the fact, and you were just like, just read Junior. I, yeah. I, I, I bought this novelization of the, the movie Junior. Just take it, Tim. Yeah, hey, come on. It's it's burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah. Take it off my hands. Yeah. Even though I haven't read it myself. Tom, I've been reading it. Yeah. Um, just trying to save money on a movie rental. Um, is it streaming anywhere? I don't think so. I think you can only rent it. I, yeah. I believe I did look. You know about this website, JustWatch.com? Yeah, I know JustWatch. Yeah, it's a good website. It's a good website. Tells you where things are streaming. You know, it took long enough. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, I've been looking for this website. I mean, <laughs> I guess maybe I should have built it or something. I could be one of these JustWatch billionaires. For like a decade, I was just, I've just been like, how hard could it be to just tell <laughs> it to, to make it? It's like, it's probably not that hard. To just have like a few different databases. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody searches and you, t- and you tell them. That thing you search for, here, here's the database we found it in. I learned about Just Watch through Letterboxd. Yeah, the website. Yeah. Another website. Was it uh, part of a web ring together? Is it was a web ring, it? yeah. Okay. You scroll down to the bottom, there's uh-huh. a cool animated GIF with, uh, yeah. with like a film uh, canister. It's, a, <laughs> it's a, a real solid joke for any of the over 35s <laughs> out there. Um, that's why I didn't get it. <laughs> Me and the rest of Gen Z didn't understand that joke. Um, are you on Letterboxd? I am, but I uh, but uh, like I haven't used it. Yeah, I don't like post reviews or anything. There's nothing. I follow people that I know in real life, and mm-hmm. then I very much like in real life. Uh oh. And then hopefully aren't Patreon subscribers. No, the, the nobody that I know in real life listens to this. Um, <laughs> well, all right, then name names. <laughs> uh, they're. Everybody's reviews makes me hate them. Uh-huh. They're also smug. Yeah. Everybody's movie reviews are smug, and mine would be also. Yeah. Uh, like I think well, I just do don't you, care do about anybody's people posturing. People are, are writing to an audience that includes like you, where yeah. it's like, oh, my friends will read this. And, yeah. Yeah. And, no and this will be funny. No, nah, it'll be like funny that I'm being smug. I'm being like a real movie critic. No, I think people are just kind of like. I think I just. I think I have opinion fatigue. I think I just (laughs) don't need to hear. We were talking about this a little bit today. That many people's opinions on that many things. Like it used to be you have your friends and like 
some topics would come up and you'd all share your opinions. Yeah. But now you can, there's like an index, like movie opinions. All right. Literally everybody's opinions about every movie uh, is in this database. Yeah. Uh, like books. Oh yeah. I go to Goodreads. Everybody's opinions. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I just, I freaking everybody on Twitter has to like, you have to have like a nuanced stance on the new season of Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. And like, if you have the wrong stance, people are going to be like, oh, well, don't you know that actually it's harmful the way that they center positivity? It actually is, it's like, yeah, it's, you can't win. It's everybody's got, everybody's too, too. It's fine. Everybody yeah. have your own opinions. Just don't tell anybody about them. Yeah, just shove and, them. Just keep them shameful. <laughs> when you were saying earlier, you get mad on Twitter that uh, people aren't allowed to tell a woman when she's pretty anymore. Tom, we had a pack. We were not going to say I things. Think about, like, the truce was called off. Why I think, was the truce called I don't know, off? You violated it, I think. No, that... you. The only one who's violated it is you. You always accuse me of horrible things. <sighs> Tom, I don't. I don't. I don't like this side of you. <laughs> You're a bully. I'm just saying that's kind of what you sound like. <laughs> what that, that my that I said. What that you can't tell a woman that she's pretty? Well, no, just you're you're complaining about uh, you know, like ah, you can't enjoy things. People tell you it's, it's not that bad. you can't enjoy things. Yeah. It's that like even if you enjoy things, people telling you that you're enjoying it in the wrong way, <laughs> or like people's opinions will change on like very little. Like there was one episode of Ted Lasso that someone didn't like even though they liked all the rest of the episodes of ted lasso so it's like it's bad now yeah well and also like i mean honestly i i think they shouldn't have had a christmas episode (laughs) who cares so don't watch it i don't know i think i like the first season more in the second season okay so far there haven't been that many episodes but then then it turns into a debate of everybody has an opinion of like well, that's why they should have dropped it all in in, yeah. in one well, bingeable that, instead of week to week. It's like, who cares about release strategies? Keep these opinions to yourself. Yeah, I I like week to week. More. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Keeps the water cooler discussion. Yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> the, you know, the and, thing I've been complaining about for the last ten minutes. <laughs> and if you don't like. See, the thing is, when things are week to week and like people aren't enjoying them, then they don't like that because then they're like, I, I want to just play these all at 2x and burn through them. Right. But when something's good and people are like, oh, my God, they did it on a cliffhanger and now I don't know what's going to happen. And now I get to just theorize all week. Then they like that. Yeah. But also, I don't know. If something if you liked, you know, season one of something and season two, you're like, eh. You know, it's like, well, decide if you want to keep giving it a chance. <laughs> and if you don't, you can stop watching it. Yeah. And then if later you heard it got better, you can start watching it. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's what happened to me. Like, I watched, I think almost, I think I watched all but like the last, I think two seasons of Game of Thrones. And then I heard like the ending was horrible. So I was like, oh, all right, I'll stop watching it. <laughs> I wasn't like, oh, now I have to watch it so I can weigh in on yeah. why it's bad. It's just wild. Do you think like when um, Shelley Long left Cheers 
there were people who were like, oh, I can't believe uh, you're watching it with Kirstie Alley, don't you well, know? I, well, I think there were a lot of tabloids about it at that time. Yeah, but, oh, but you're saying like people getting mad at other people? Yeah, and yeah. just like... People had, like I feel like people had other shit to worry about. Don't don't we have other shit yeah, to worry they had about? Iran Contra to worry about yeah. instead of uh, Shelley Long leaving Cheers. They're like, how am I going to explain the Iran Contra deal to my children? Iran. <laughs> um. Yeah, the eighties, a wonderful time. <laughs> yeah, before we had fucking computers in our pockets all the time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like everybody's just got to stop talking to yeah. each other so back, much. Back in the oh, eight- we've all been connected, so we can all fucking fight each other. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. In the eighties, I had a calculator in my pocket at all times, but that's because I was a child and I would cheat it on math test. Yeah. And that's my favorite internet joke, Tom. What? About how when we were uh, little, when we were younger, Mm -hmm. our our math teachers told us we had to learn how to do math because we wouldn't always have a calculator. And And guess what? We do. Yeah. Take that, you smug math teachers. (laughs) I regret learning math. (laughs) I don't know if I ever had a teacher say, you won't have a calculator. I think they... That was like... No... You definitely did, because you were a shitty, like, obnoxious kid, like, who in, like, third grade, when, like, you had to learn times tables, you'd be like, why don't Uh, we just use calculators? No, I was a good boy in third grade. I wasn't shitty until I was a teenager, and then it was like, well, yeah, you do, you need a graphing calculator now that you won't, guess what, you can use a calculator now, it's going to be even harder than just doing math problems to figure this thing out. Do they still make people buy yes, the Texas Instruments? Yes, that's still stuff. a thing, yeah. But can't you just get And there's an still like $100. But if you want it on the SATs or whatever, like, it, you, they, they still got the whole thing going, the whole... Texas Instruments, man, kudos. You're, you're just a bunch of smart smarties. Yeah, taking out, like, the Secretary of Education for, like, I don't yeah. know, Wild Weekends or something. Yeah. They're like... All right, now, now in, in my mind, because their Texas instruments are all cowboys. Yeah, of course, they're big ten gallon hats. Yeah, they're like, all right, now, Six now you're shooters. not gonna let them start buying other calculators now, are you? <laughs> well, then they got kind of southern. <laughs> they were like, you, you, I'll see, I'll see, I see, I see. You're still gonna make them buy our uh, calculators, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> this is all wrong. <laughs> They, they make them buy the calculators. Get, never go to Texas. You'll get murdered. The, I'll fit right in, Tim. I'll go to the gas station and be like, uh, hello there. I live around here in Texas, the great state this of Texas. offensive. <laughs> um, yeah. They, they still make those kids buy those calculators. Tom, I... Uh, and especially... You would also think by now, like... I wasn't wasn't going to say anything. (laughs) I don't know. On, like, Amazon, it'd be like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, we sell $5 ones that are identical that, you know, the the factory that they used to make them at in China just kept making them in here. They're, you know, sold at super cheap prices. But I don't think that's the case. I don't know that you know that. I think you're... No, I, I looked it up somewhat recently. I forget why. I, I was thinking about taking the SATs again to see if I could get a you better don't need score. The graphing calculator on the SATs. Oh, uh, the APs. Then. The APs. Yeah, the AP math tests. I yeah. was thinking about taking that. I regret. <laughs> I was really good at math. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why I didn't uh, become but, a mathematician. No, become like an engineer. I, I should have made something of myself. Sitting in your fucking apartment. I can't doing see this. you driving a train every day. I under, I understand the joke, but I don't. I think I'd be able to drive a train too <laughs> if I was properly. You'd trained. be too nervous driving a train. What do you mean? What if, they, what if somebody jumped on the tracks? I'd pull the brake. What if there wasn't enough time? <laughs> There's not much I can do. What if... I've run away. <laughs> what if you were coming to a fork in the tracks, and on one track was, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, 20 men, and then on the other track, five babies. Right. Tom, that's not <laughs> up to me. That's somebody outside of the train who can pull that switch. But they're asking you, which one should I pull, boss? I mean, they could ask anybody. But they're not. They're asking you. I'm not their boss. They And they're saying, if we don't pull it one way or the other, we'll keep it in the middle. The train will crash and everybody on board, all 200 passengers will die. Right. Um, I jump out of the train and run away. <laughs> All right, good good plan. That's your plan to get out of most situations. Yeah. Jump out of the train and run away. Yeah, it's served me so far. Um, I read a book, Tom. Uh-huh. I read half of a book. I was going to read the whole book. Mm-hmm. It's confounding. What? How? It's just extremely overwritten. Okay. It's exhausting is what it is. <laughs> Um, it's now, is not- it written from the perspective of sitting in a movie theater watching this film? You would think. Uh-huh. But no. They try to treat it like it's like not a movie at all. Like that <laughs> wow. it's like that it's just a book. Okay, huh. So Interesting. There was a movie in nineteen ninety four. Junior, which Junior. neither of us have seen. Yeah, starring yet. Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh Danny DeVito as mm-hmm. well as Emma the Thompson. The stars of twins, not yeah. Emma Thompson. And uh, I think it was Ivan Reitman. Yeah, I believe so. It. Yeah, uh, he also uh, directed Twins mm-hmm. and Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, uh, and uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, One and his and son two. is putting a lot of Easter eggs in this new movie. <laughs> uh, I saw. I think all the boys who were upset about the lady Ghostbusters might be happy about the new Ghostbusters. I saw early reviews from CinemaCon that people were like, this is really good. Sure, I'm sure it's great. Well, they said it's really good, that mm-hmm. that it actually like isn't as nostalgic as you would think it is. I'm but, sure you know... Sure the- it's a fucking wonderful movie. Just the way, like... The original Ghostbusters is a great movie. The original and Ghostbusters is not just like a, a lame movie that no, is saved no, by some no, Bill Murray clips. No, the first movie is a great movie. The second movie is a great movie too. I'm not gonna. I don't base my whole life around these movies. I don't. Get, I mean, you kind of do. I don't get mad. I don't have any Ghostbusters paraphernalia in this anymore. Room. <laughs> uh, after the Lady Ghostbusters <laughs> one came out, I burned it yeah. all. Uh, no, I'm I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, but not. Not a big enough Ghostbusters fan that, like, I started a petition. Uh, yeah, but you're a big fan of the gunner seat, right? The gunner seat? Yeah. Oh, and the new one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I look pretty cool. Yeah. That was from the toy. I know, the cartoon. Yeah, they've been starting to... I mean, it's the same thing with that Kevin Smith He-Man show. They, like, made the characters look like the toys and, like, included some of the, like, toy vehicles that weren't in the show, in right. the new show. 
put the toys in. They're doing that with uh, the new Ninja. They're making a new Ninja Turtles arcade game. When are people gonna fucking grow up? <laughs> and they're putting they're putting some of the toys from that in there too. Tim, finally, they're putting toys in all my favorite cartoons. <laughs> Uh, no, but depressing. you know, I mean, I feel like they're they are solving like an OCD thing that I I feel like me and a bunch of people have had since we were little kids of when you would watch the cartoon and the toy and you'd be like, they don't look exactly the same or like on oh, the cartoon, the, the car can do this, but the regular car can't or whatever. And just always being like, oh, that's weird. Why'd they do it that way? And now they're finally being like, all right, now the now the Ecto one has the gunner seat like the toy did. And it's like, oh, mm. thank God. I've been having trouble sleeping for the past 35 years. Yeah, I'm starting to sympathize with older generations who say that our generation <laughs> is useless. Yeah, infantilized. Yeah. Um, hey, Tom, get a goddamn life. Get a I job. do, Tim, and it's called being in the gunner seat of Ecto-1. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm uh, auditioning. Anybody out there? Any Ghostbusters out there looking for a gunner? Okay, so this is an unusual entry in the, the books of the <laughs> podcast like you're canon. You're also you're making fun of me. Meanwhile, you're reading a fucking novelization of a shitty movie that came out. <laughs> A quarter of a century ago for a podcast. At least it was a movie that was made for adults. Was it? I don't know. I can't tell. Yeah, you have to get to the birthing scene to know for sure. (laughs) There's a a piece of IMDb trivia for this movie Uh that cannot be true. (laughs) What is it? It claims, and I haven't gotten to the end of it. Okay, yeah. It claims that the original cut of the movie, there's no way this is true. Ended with an abortion scene. Oh, I think I have heard this. And that test audiences hated it so much that they had to reshoot yeah, the end of the movie. No way that there's could no be true. way. Especially once you hear the the arc of the plot yeah, here. Yeah. Um. But pretty funny. Like I've never thought of people putting actually, fake trivia in there. I don't know the IMDb trivia. <laughs> Sometimes it's just fake. like it's just like this person. And this person are both in Marvel movies now. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Or this person in interview said they enjoyed making this film. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, why would they lie during a, a press junket for the movie? So this is written by uh, Leonore Fleischer. Uh huh. And there's a woman who uh, writes. Oh, a woman. A lot. Lenore. Well, it's L E O N O R E. I don't know. I think it might just be Lenore, but Leonore. Leonore, sure. What about Leonora? What about Leonardo, the leader of the Ninja Turtles? <sighs> um, she wrote a lot uh, of novelizations. So I did a deep dive onto into novelization stuff because, like, mm-hmm. all right, you've read some novelizations of of movies before, right? Yeah, I mean, only as a kid, though. As a kid, yeah. Are these specifically made for kids, or adults supposed to... No, I'm pretty sure their bread and butter was Scholastic Book Fair for the kids that were like, you know, I'd count myself among them, and were like, 
All these books look lame. Oh, they got the Batman Returns <laughs> as a book? Holy shell. Why would I get anything else? Yeah. I mean, I bought a novelization of The Good Son starring yeah. Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood because it was rated it was R, R. Yeah. And I was in fifth grade. I wasn't yeah. allowed to see it. Yeah. I um, I definitely remember reading R-rated novelizations uh, for the same reason. I can remember off the top of my head which ones, but yeah, like in those situations where it's like, oh, I want to see this, but I'm not allowed. Yeah. Although I was allowed to see The Good Son. You were? Yeah. In the theater? Yeah. I think somebody had a birthday party and we went and saw it. Yeah. I mean, Macaulay Culkin says fuck once and like, and there's like some violence. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I watched it recently. <laughs> it's, it's like. It's a cheesy movie, but it's also yeah. like, uh, I don't know. They push that dummy off the bridge and. Uh, yeah, that's. I do remember that, that like fucking up. with me. Yeah. Um, and then he had like that crossbow thing that, yeah. the, like, um, that he's planning to shoot somebody with. Um, and then he drowned his little brother, little sister in the bathtub. Um, yeah, I was going to say, actually, now that I think about it. It's a it, fucked up movie. <laughs> Like, I'm like, there was no nudity. There was, like, not bloody violence, not, like, shootings and explosions, and there was no it was sex. Like worse. It was worse. The yeah, psychological but, but stuff. Now that you're now that you're reminding me of these things, I'm remembering, like, oh, yeah, I remember as a kid that kind of fucking me up. <laughs> I had <laughs> nightmares like, about it for weeks. And that's why it was rated R. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I so, think it was, like, hey, look. I'm the same age as Macaulay Culkin. If he's mature enough to act in it, then I'm mature enough to see it. We're recording this on Macaulay Culkin's 41st birthday, Tom. Wow. Yeah. So he's older than me. Oh, yeah. so I guess I guess he is a big kid. So he's <laughs> maybe I shouldn't. Have, maybe that should have been my clue. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's, you know, uh, uh, five months older than me or whatever. So, Tom, mm-hmm. they started making movies into novels mm-hmm. as soon as they started making movies in the 20s they were making silent films into novels silent novels so just blank no i mean most novels are did silent they make that films. movie about the train coming towards the screen yeah, it's just like run <laughs> fucking seriously run it's coming right for you like all right imagine this you're sitting in a theater and you're thinking all right no i'm gonna again, see a play again tom <laughs> what these novelizations aren't of you watching the movie. All right. It's but telling the story the, as if it were playing out in a novel. But they do all start out with, all right, picture this. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> all right. So um, I'm going to give you a little history of the novelization. Okay. It's frustrating to me that novelizations, I assume, maybe I'm wrong, don't tell you which actors it is. I'll get to this. Okay. Shh. Dumb. You need, you well, I'm just very excited to read some of these novelizations. I know. So it, the way that novelizations had a boom down yeah. in the 60s, when it was like the paperback boom, you know, like everybody yeah, was like- Yeah, sex, uh, love, and rock yeah. and roll. And they also realized, they, they started uh, realizing- It's like when they started mass market paperbacks, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And also when so a movie would come out that was based on a book, mm-hmm. the- Sales of those books oh, yeah, would, would skyrocket. start skyrocketing again, even though the books might be, you know, decades old. Right. That still happens. Yeah. So they were like, well, why don't we, like, that's 
perfect marketing. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just like cut out the middle? Like if there's no other book there, like if people see something that they recognize from a movie poster, uh, apparently they're just going to fucking buy it. Yeah. So like let's start making books out of these movies. So they started uh, marketing departments for the movies. Like they'd mm-hmm. option them just like, or they'd uh, license them just like toys or uh-huh, to comic like a books publishing or anything. House. Yeah. And it's just like, highest bidder yeah to do it um and uh horror and sci-fi were always the biggest uh, sellers that makes sense um tom isaac asimov mm-hmm. uh did the novelization of uh fantastic Cho- voyage wow he's a real author yeah yeah that's the thing i know that there are like a bunch of uh people that like kind of uh Paid their dues doing... Uh... No, he was already big at this point. Oh, well then, all right. And like his publisher was just like, hey... Oh, well, that makes sense. We so licensed this. If it's like a big uh, deal. I mean, that kind of happened like... I mean, it's a little bit different, but I know uh, uh, Max Brooks, who wrote World War Z, mm-hmm. uh, like he wrote a like Minecraft novel. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And, like, you know, I think there's, like, a million of those that it's just, you know, they just, like, pump them out. But I think similarly, it's like, well, actually, there's, like, a big property and, you know, we can put marketing behind this. So, like, no, let's hire somebody who's uh, already a well-known writer. Um, Arthur C. Clarke wrote uh, the screenplay and the novelization of 2001 A Space Odyssey simultaneously. That's weird. Yeah, right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, this is a good one, Tom. Mm-hmm. The Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. There was a 1975 movie. Mm-hmm. And it was based on a book, and it was in the public domain. So this one publisher was like, well, anybody can just republish yeah. this book. So they hired someone to make a novelization off the screenplay of the movie that was based on the book. Whole so there's new this copyright. weird, like... Version out there. Yeah. I feel like you might have accidentally read that version <laughs> when you read The Island of Dr. Murray. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that... that uh, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I heard about something like that happening before. Uh, but that is, yeah, just like a super weird case of... Uh, I mean, nowadays, it seems like when... Well, I guess it wasn't like it had just gone to public domain. Uh, but like I know nowadays when things go into public domain, like... Uh, it seems like the previous publisher will then be like, all right, now we're going to make like a gold foil version of this book. So we'll just make like the most expensive version out there. Yeah. Which is kind of silly when you think about it. Actually, this one publisher just put the new Island of Dr. Moreau and the old Dr. Moreau Island of Dr. Moreau and just put it as like one volume. And what kind of maniacs going to like read both of those? I mean, (laughs) To compare would be interesting. If you yeah. really liked that book, mm-hmm. um, you could be like, all right, let me see, like, let me the, like, flip back and forth. Third generation photocopy. Like, it's, yeah. it's a fun, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. It's the 60s. It was the yeah. 70s. Yeah. I know, like, uh, in the 70s, uh, the uh, Star Wars rights were, like, a big deal. Uh, For novelization? Yeah. Huh. And I and I believe that novel was like based off of like an early draft, so things are different. That'll happen a lot. So, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, according to 
this one lady who wrote a bunch of Star Trek novelizations, but she says it takes a lot longer. Of the movie or the, the TV movies. show? Okay. Yeah. It takes a lot longer to print and distribute half a million copies of a paperback than it does to edit and copy a film. So the manuscript needs to be finished before the filming is complete, which I think this was true in like the 70s and right. 80s. Yeah. Or like, and then somebody else clarified. I read a book about novelizations. <laughs> somebody else clarified like, no, you can turn around uh, uh, half a million copies in a week. It's just It'll more just expensive. Cost yeah, so much, yeah. and like the novelizations aren't that important, right? And a lot of times, it also sounds like they uh, they made these deals like you know well before the movie was made, like in pre production. Exactly. So, like in sometimes, so it's like you might as well get started now. Sometimes they're smart about it, like Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Burton's Batman and uh, also RoboCop. Uh-huh. They like were like smart about it. Like they had like six months to write it, and the authors uh, got to like visit the set and like uh-huh. talk to the director, hang out with and, Michael like, Keaton, exactly. Um, you know, put on the Joker makeup <laughs> themselves. <laughs> put on, put on the RoboCop suit. Have the have the gun come out of their leg. But then there was a couple. You know, there are many countless examples of one where it was like. Uh, you have to write this in 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and, and they've already shot the movie based on a completely different script, but they won't give us that. We have this version. Yeah, exactly. And and sometimes the the script will change and the novelization I'm pretty will sure the differ from it. novelization I read of Back to the Future Part 3 was written when they originally were going to make two and three like one big long movie it might be they they said that that was pretty much finished before they even finished casting back to the future oh wow yeah wow so there you go yeah um so yeah probably a very early uh script yeah and sometimes they go like the guy who (laughs) did the novelization for the masterpiece the twilight zone movie Mm -hmm. twilight zone the movie um he had like no contact with the studio and they rewrote the film majorly like three times. Yeah, well. And he had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> he had no idea what was going on on set, which was <laughs> right. good plausible de- deniability. Right. He didn't get roped into that yeah. lawsuit. Um so like at the last minute he made some changes, but like apparently that that novelization is like completely different huh. from the movie. Um and now is that viewed as a good thing or a bad thing? What do you mean? Like amongst the, you know, people that uh, enjoy novelizations. Do they want accuracy or do they want to look at like an earlier version? I don't think the, the like somebody who's reading the novelization of a movie is like doing it as like an academic exercise to be like, oh, let me see. But the I think nowadays people are. Yeah, like you and I, like that's yeah. why we're doing well, the junior right. thing. But also like I've heard that about uh, Star Wars too, that like, yeah. you know, people people like to read that because it's a different version, but it's still, yeah. you know. And that might be the case. I don't know. I yeah. imagine these were marketed as like, it's the story you love. Right. Yeah, so I guess probably more accurate the better back then, but nowadays... As a curiosity, it's more interesting if it's yeah. not the same. Maybe we'll see. In the, like, yeah, do you have any with, idea how accurate this is? 
I, I don't know, and maybe this if this ends with an abortion scene. <laughs> yeah, Ben, I guess you, you can update the IMDb trivia and say it's true. It's true, because yeah. uh, Leonore Fleischer was uh, working off of I an mean, early draft. I mean, I could, well... I mean, I don't know anything about the production of Junior, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I mean, stop you from <laughs> speculating. But but I'm curious now that I'm like, oh wait a minute, was this uh, like I kind of assume this was written for Ivan Reitman, Danny DeVito, and Arnold Schwarzenegger? It was not. N- oh okay, well then it was I'm written interested for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, but um, not Ivan Reitman. Yeah. And, oh okay. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said he'd only do it uh, with Ivan Reitman, so they had to fire the previous director. Oh, okay. Um, well, but it was still written for for uh, Danny and Arnold. I think so. I mean, but probably like, not. Probably not. Like, probably a version was right. Was well, that's what I'm them. curious about. Like, if this were a novelization before the two of them were cast, oh, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it only yeah. got greenlit when they were attached, right? Yeah, and that script was probably modified to exactly to, to, to play their strengths. Exactly. One literally has a lot of strength. Yeah. And the other one's short and funny. <laughs> uh, so, all right, I'll, I'll talk about the book. Um, but it's just weird. All right, so it's just so verbose. Like it's it's almost like overcompensate. Like, I mean, it's the, still a pretty thin book. Yeah, it's like two hundred pages. Um, and like a typical screenplay is one hundred twenty pages, mm-hmm. and has so much freaking white space on every <laughs> yeah. page. Yeah. It's like like quadruple spaced. Um uh so I could see how like somebody who's writing a novelization would need to like come in and be like all right, all right how do I fill this thing out, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the case some novelizations like the author does add scenes, I think. That's true. Yeah, where it's like this this is something that like, you know, is referenced or unsaid in the movie, but like, you know, I'm gonna play it out here. This does like every scene in the book seems to be a movie style set piece, but mm-hmm. it's just so adorned with like so, so much. Do they other... start with uh lights, camera, action. There you go. Roll sound, yeah, and then they have the guy, that guy coming with the clapboard. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> you hear it go, smack. And then you hear, and then it says, all right, picture this. You're sitting in a movie. <laughs> no, Tom, they never say that. They never say that. But they put in all the stuff about the, the clapboard and... And, uh, yeah, because wow, that's what's in right. the movie. They yeah. see the rough cuts sometimes, oh, okay. and they, yeah. they don't realize they're going to cut that that part of the scene wow. out. So sometimes the rough cut, it's so rough they don't even take out that part. Yeah. Huh. They go and see the dailies, Tom. Oh, okay. Can I? All right. So this is, l- let me read you the first paragraph. And, like, picture, like, Picture this. <laughs> yeah, see? Picture your uh, Leonore Fleischer um, sitting, like, reading this screenplay uh-huh. and being like, all right, how do I start this? And, like, right. it probably says, like, open on a lab, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger, or, like, a strong man is a scientist, <laughs> pours something into a test tube. She starts it. Uh, 
The instinct to reproduce is one of the three basic human instincts. Ranking, uh, it's like the beginning of the X-Men movie where he's explaining like uh, DNA. Yeah, ranking <laughs> only after the instinct to survive and the pressing urge to find a decent fat-free ice cream. Now, oh, man. is Leonore coming up with these jokes herself? Like, or is this a... A voiceover in the... I mean, it kind of sounds like she's just adding her own particular uh, style of humor. Fortunately for the survival of the human race, the instinct to have children is felt in a vacuum without any foreshadowings of the cost of nursery school, orthodontia, new sneakers, or six years of community college. A man and a woman who desire to be parents focus only on the blissful, uh, roseate image of a cooing infant... Trying to fit its little toes into Cupid bow into its Cupid bow mouth, if they could flash forward fifteen years to that same baby as an adolescent, sullen, contemptuous, self-absorbed, smelly, the chances of their going for parenthood would be sharply, very, very sharply reduced. The human race would soon die out, and cockroaches would take over the planet. I'm just like, get to fucking. Well, you know. also, it sounds like this lady really hates her teenage son. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it Euripides' barbarian princess Medea who declared, I would rather stand in the ranks of battle three times than bear a single child? Okay, bad example. Medea may not be your poster girl it's for Mother's Day. It's pronounced Medea. Medea? She can do bad all by herself, from what I understand. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's just like all this shit, and it's like... The movie starts with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, well, getting up that, to some that, that says to me that the first draft of this book was like 50 pages long. And yeah. there's like, oh, but can all you right. See, can you see why I originally set out to read this book in one sitting? Yeah. And then I was like, shit, I need to take a break well, once in a while. And also, that, that makes me wonder very much, like, who is this written for? Because, again, I would assume... That with most novelizations, it's like, all right, your ideal reader here is... Some kid at the book fair? Yeah, is a kid between like 10 and 16 who uh, forever re for whatever reason, you know, I remember buying novelizations of movies I missed in the theaters and it would take a very long time sometimes for them to come out uh, on uh, VHS. Um yeah, I would assume that that's like by and large their bread and butter. At least by the '90s, right? I think yeah. in the '60s, like people sure, were like, sure. yeah, whatever, because like it was all very novel. Um, but yeah, and I have this question. But later it sounds in my like notes. she's like, um, I'm trying to like connect with other like mothers of uh, teenagers, and they say shit in this book. Oh fuck! Actually, and this this is a weird example because like a lot like there's a lot of talk about like miscarriages and stuff. Yeah, well, um, I heard there's an abortion at the end. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, like I think it is some stuff that like if a third grader bought this at the book fair, they'd be like a fertility drug. A guy <laughs> yeah, I who's trying to get FDA is. clearance for human trials of a fertility <laughs> drug is like I can understand why like this would be like. You want to make a novelization out of this? All right. We can't sell it to kids. Kids aren't going to care about this. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be too hard to explain it to yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, show them a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger with a with a big belly. Sure, they'll laugh. Yeah, and, but, and like a look on his face like, oh boy, what I get myself yeah. into this time? Um, so it starts with that whole thing. Um, and then there are like these long character intros for... Mm -hmm. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Okay. Like physical descriptions. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I get I mean, it. You're look, writing if you're going to write big physical descriptions for anybody, those two, they got a lot to describe about I them. know, but it's also like, cut to the chase. We know, <laughs> it, just say it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, we just know put it in parentheses guys. or something. Yeah. Have it as a footnote. This but, person looks just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. She keeps talking about... Uh, Danny DeVito's quote pudgy little hands <laughs> like says that like yeah. numerous times like five or six times like he Man. took it in his pudgy little hands do you think she she got to go to set like once and met him and shook his hand and that's that was her takeaway like he's, he's got pudgy little hands ever tell you about the time I met Danny DeVito yes he did, did he have not. pudgy little hands he I don't know because I was drunk and uh-huh. I was at a fancy party yeah and now you're not talking about the kid you went to kindergarten with. No, there was a kid in my <laughs> kindergarten class named Danny DeVito. And I was always like, maybe, maybe that's him. I don't know. Because I never considered that two different people could have the right. same Right, and Danny DeVito short. Yeah, it's like, oh. maybe, Maybe everything I've seen him in was made a long time ago. <laughs> and he, he got uh, skinny and a toupee. <laughs> So I was drunk in what, like twenty seven, maybe. Twenty. Oh, okay, your age. Yeah. I thought you were saying a year, and I was like, no. Tim, that's the future. You got some. <laughs> no, in nineteen twenty seven. And I was at a party, and somebody introduced me to to Danny DeVito. Uh huh. Was there old Schwarzenegger? No, it was a different guy. Tim, I want you to meet my very close friend. I made uh, movies with him. <laughs> No, but he was with Rhea Perlman, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was like, hey, it's a power couple. Um, and I was like, hey, I know this is messed up. Uh, can, can I but get I've a never pic- seen Junior. <laughs> yeah. Can I get a picture with you? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. He's like, what should we do? And I was like, oh, what should we do? Oh, how about this? How about uh, you, uh, like, uh, are winding up to punch me in the face and I'm like, uh, have an apologetic look on my face, like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and he just went, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and just walked away. See, he didn't get a picture with him. No. Well, yeah. What? A, why would you suggest that? Because he, yeah. he asked, what should we do? How yeah, should we pose? And your suggestion was like, oh, how about we do something I can like sue you later? Yeah, I guess that was, <laughs> I was drunk and young, but also... Yeah, he probably got a whiff of your breath, and he was like, this guy's actually going to punch me. But what was I? No, he was supposed to punch me. I know, but um, he's like, this guy's so drunk, he's going to get confused and punch me. Uh, but why would he ask, like, how should we pose? What am I supposed to say? Uh, we'll look at the camera and we'll smile. I don't know. Like, we'll make funny faces. Not like, how about you'll pretend to be inflicting violence upon me, It'd and be, I'll pretend. It would have been funny. He said it in the most Danny DeVito way of like, uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> What you should have said is, let's get in the pose that you're in in on the poster of Junior. You do your pose, and I'll pretend I'll to be put Arnold. A basketball yeah, and somebody, mind. quick, get me a basketball. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be an amazing picture. <laughs> it would be. I don't think. I, th- I think he would have like wanted to do that even less. <laughs> well, next time, if you ever meet him again, Tim, ask him like, "What, what, what were you thinking? Give me some examples here. Later I don't want to offend night, you." Um, mm-hmm. I, w- I d- was seated at a table next to him and Rhea Perlman, uh-huh. and we we were cool. 
Like okay. we we had a nice pleasant conversation. Yeah, but he just didn't want but to like, be involved with that. But like I didn't bring up the idea of taking a picture <laughs> yeah. or him pretending to take a swing at me. Probably probably yeah. for the best, yeah. Uh so anyway, so I mean also what is he going to do in that situation? Tim call somebody over and be like, "Move this guy. I don't want to sit next to him." He yeah. he wanted to take a picture of me. No, uh, he could have gotten up and walked away. It wasn't like it wasn't like a seated dinner oh, okay. like um, he came down and sat like with our party. Like, yeah, we well, maybe he didn't realize and he turned. He was like, "Oh Jesus!" It's he would have the, the same way me. that he just went like, <laughs> "Yeah, I he guess went, that's like, true." Sure, I'll take a picture of them, but nah, I don't want to do that. And walked away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a good man. Um, uh, Arnold is developing. He's a scientist. Uh huh. So just like real life. Yeah, you know what? That's the other thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger makes them like rewrite movies mm-hmm. to to like uh, emphasize his physique. Emphasize, but does that's he always have to play like to a see. genius too? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it, it makes it funnier. <laughs> uh, this, uh, uh, anyway, it's it's he's developing this drug called Expectane mm-hmm. for women who uh, frequently who like are having trouble uh, conceiving. Not even conceding, like, uh, remaining pregnant, who have, like, oh, uh, okay. a lot of miscarriages. Oh, yeah, you were saying the miscarriage thing. Um, Danny DeVito is a sleazy, <laughs> but very talented obstetrician. Okay. Um, who's also rich, so uh, he makes a lot of money from uh, his, his uh, OBGYN practice, mm-hmm. and he's he's invested $300,000 into this drug that, day, okay. that Arnold is developing. And Arnold's working on this, like, independently? No, he's at a university. Okay. And this guy, uh, Baines, is Bane. the head of the unit. It's, it's not <laughs> quite Bane, but he's evil like Bane. Um, oh, you're working on a job, eh? Anyway, boring. I want to go home, Tom. Your dog wants me to go home. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they they go. Uh, so that's the setup. Uh-huh. They go. They have. They they they're going to the FDA to get Approval. clearance for mm. uh, human for a trials. Trial. Okay, yeah. And the FDA, of course, denies them. Yeah, and maybe the it's because, you know, Danny DeVito's acting sleazy in the presentation, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like oil and water, these two. Dan- You're not going to believe Danny it. and Arnold. Yeah. Okay. Because Arnold's the- like very uptight. Yeah, exactly. I do kind of like when, when Arnold leans into like his uh, Austrian roots of like, I'm going to be very just like uptight and stiff. Yeah. Uh, well, then then you're going to love this book when you read it. <laughs> I'm not reading this book, Tim. I'm going to watch the movie. So anyway, Baines, uh, ahead of their FDA meeting, was just like, no matter what happens, we're going to keep the lab open and you can keep working on it and then mm-hmm. we can re- reapply. Whatever. As soon as they deny it, Baines is like, you're out no. of here. He's the dean? Yeah, something okay. like that. I yeah. don't know. He's the guy in charge. Um, Head of the department, maybe. Yeah. Arnold goes home to his apartment, which he rents, which they say. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a, well, that's a, a few extra words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he uh, makes himself a cup of hot cocoa every night. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito goes back to his uh, practice and mm-hmm. like seeds patients or whatever there's a long description of his masturbatorium there 
Oh, uh, wow. All right. Of, uh, you know, it's, you know, because like he helps uh, couples conceive. Like oh, it's a fertility place. So for not for him to jerk off. No, Larry was very proud of the masturbatorium. Although at the center, they never called it that in front of the clients. They always referred to it publicly as the privacy room. Uh, the room didn't look all that clinical, but it was arranged like a cozy living room down to the wide daybed, the fireplace, and the TV VCR with its com- uh, with its complement of skin books, like <laughs> penthouse and erotic videotapes. Larry, Danny mm-hmm. DeVito, wouldn't have minded spending time in there himself. <laughs> If, if it weren't viewed as unprofessional, <laughs> that, that, they put like, a fireplace. Hey, you see it? that uh, OBGYN always takes his lunch breaks in the jerk off room for some reason. <laughs> he lights a fire. <laughs> um, you know what? I you know I've never had to do that, but uh, but I I would want clinical. I would want to know it's clean. Yeah, I wouldn't want a couch or anything yeah, like that. Bed. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Danny DeVito's wife, his ex-wife, Rhea Perlman, very, very newly ex-wife, mm-hmm. comes to his uh, practice and mm-hmm. she's like, I need to see you. Um, I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I thought I... Because like, oh, here's the other thing. Danny DeVito is, quote, shooting blanks. Ah, okay. Uh, so uh, that's the irony. He helps so many people conceive. But, but he, he can't do it himself. And his, he's like, oh, and the, his ex-wife is like, it's not yours. Oh. <laughs> but she's like, I want you to be my doctor. And he's uh-huh. like, no, I'm not going to be your fucking yeah, doctor. Get geez, out of here. This is wildly inappropriate. Yeah. And he refers her to some dweeb. Why would you want me to be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're still, you know, they're, they're still close. Like, she trusts him, you know Okay. I mean? And he's that good. So Emma Thompson is on the scene now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there's an introduction of her character. Like, uh, she's the other OBGYN. That, no. She's, okay. At this very moment, the aforementioned Dr. Diana Redden was right at. Oh, wait, no, hold on. That's not, that's not what I was trying to read. Tim, I hope you didn't spoil anything. I hope earlier in the book we don't think that doctor died and then they came back. Oh, let us take a moment to consider the eminent research scientist, Dr. Diana Redden, for she is a person well worth considering. And then a three paragraph (laughs) uh, physical description of her. And it's like, it's weird when you're reading a novel Mm -hmm. based on a screenplay or a movie. Like, uh, you realize how the pacing of novels is so different from the pacing of a movie? Yeah. Like, in a normal novel, when a new character enters, you don't get a page or Huge two description. long. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, in a screenplay, you do, because like, they need to be like, who, 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 who are we casting cast? yeah. here? Like, a data dump of everything about <laughs> right. this person. And they just like, all right, we're just going to. Put that for a couple pages in the book now and fill yeah. that out. Um, and they have a little bit more information because they actually know what Emma Thompson looks like. Right, and like what, what she likes to do on weekends and stuff. Exactly. Um, whatever. And a couple pages later. Oh, she she is moving into where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has to vacate. It, like uh, she, In the university. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's doing like tests on like uh, eggs and like fertility mm-hmm. stuff there. Yeah. Um, and uh, she has a 
like a refrigerator box with all these eggs in them mm-hmm. and it comes out of the truck and uh, through a series of wacky events <laughs> that's probably a lot more effective on film um it winds up being out of control it's on wheels and she's on top of it like oh no somebody has to stop it goes into it goes through the lobby uh-huh. into the lab <laughs> nobody can stop it except for arnold who steps out uh-huh. and stops it saves the day and she but then like, it all gets shoved inside him <laughs> <laughs> that would be great no she's like oh, i'm so happy i could kiss you and then mm. she kisses him wow real big and he's like uh and then he and that's he how he gets pregnant Nope, not pregnant. Oh, yet. okay. Um, it, here's the thing: the the thing that I think is uh, not fun about this movie is mm-hmm. like the pregnancy happens in the least uh, <laughs> wacky way possible. <laughs> well, like, I'll be would, the judge yeah, of that. You're, well, you're just hoping for like a mishap where like mm-hmm. you know he's in the masturbatorium and then this is yeah some and then and then that refrigerator with emma thompson on top of it that has eggs mm-hmm. are in there and then like he's they combine nothing just as the eggs are flying in and then it goes yeah. down his throat or something you know like, yeah or up his butt yeah some now, some machine goes haywire and puts it inside yeah. him anyway uh Oh, and on one page they mentioned Danny DeVito's quote, plump little rump. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, So they're both down. And there's like, Arnold's like, my research is over, whatever. Oh, there's chimps too. That's not important. Um, And Danny DeVito's like, I need, like, this thing's going to be a success. We're going to sell it to a pharmaceutical company at some point. We just need to prove it's safe. Yeah, and so he's like, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. Why don't we get you in the masturbatorium? Mm-hmm. I'll get an egg somewhere, fertilize it like in vitro fertilization. I'll implant it in your abdomen. Mm-hmm. You take your drug that will uh, show that like y- you can uh, you know, grow a baby <laughs> no matter what the circumstances. Uh-huh. For one trimester, we'll show that it's, a, that it's proof. Mm-hmm. Um, since uh, and then terminate the pregnancy, and then we're mm-hmm. done. And then we sell it to a pharmaceutical company, and then we're rich. Yeah. And Arnold. And now that's sound. The science there. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, can, you can just uh, put an egg in a needle, put it in a man's stomach, and if they take a pill, then they'll get pregnant. Well, here's the thing, Dom. Uh huh. It's it's like. They fertilize the egg ah, with the okay. sperm outside, the way that they do with, in vitro. Yeah. yeah, and then this is the fiction of the movie that the drug <laughs> uh-huh, would make it a, a hospitable environment uh-huh. for it, right? Um, so it happens; he gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but Danny DeVito steals one of the eggs from Emma Thompson's uh, cart cart mm. and nobody knows and arnold never asked him where he got the egg <laughs> just, yeah. so he arnold yeah, starts I'm starting to realize why that university got rid of him <laughs> yeah arnold starts uh growing a baby in him mm. um and he's staying at danny devito's house to so because like they had to constantly kind of like monitor keep an eye on yeah. him yeah um there's a dream sequence uh where Arnold's face is on a baby and, and uh, it's going, <laughs> no, I can't mama, wait. Mama. And it's like, Oh, I've seen the clip of that. Yeah. I love it. And it's like, 
Yeah, I bet that's more effective in in the movie version. Yeah. You I know. I'm laughing that. already. Yeah. Um, they say uh, Alex does look uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger does look like shit, and I was just curious, like who? who How is that going to be portrayed? Um, Arnold starts to gain weight, mm-hmm. um, and he's uh, insecure about it, and then he says. <laughs> Uh, there's a line. I am therefore going to the gym for a long session of exercise. <laughs> and I just watched Kindergarten Cop, Tom. Yeah. And then I was reading about Kindergarten Cop. Of course. <laughs> Apparently, one of Arnold's stipulations was there needed to be a fitness aspect of yeah. it. And so, like, when he is bringing the kids through oh, play yeah, camp, yeah. they're doing like sit ups yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, was this just a requirement for all movies? He's like, I need to promote physical fitness well, he, in all he my movies. Well, he was on the presidential yeah. physical fitness. Yeah. He was the head of it or whatever. Yeah. Sounds like he did a good job. He went yeah. above and beyond. He goes to the gym. He goes in the pool to swim and he uh-huh. pees in the pool because he can't. Oh, he can't yeah. control his bladder. Yeah. Um, turns out Danny DeVito's wife was impregnated by a member of Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> I did not imagine that coming. <laughs> Unclear. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Arnold and Emma Thompson are obviously starting to fall in love. <laughs> if um, that's not in the movie and this person just invented it. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, like in the movie, they just never say who the dad is. But Also, like even it, like at this point, hmm. everybody in Aerosmith was kind of mangy. Oh, yeah. Like well, it wasn't Steven Tyler. They're not uh, like... Joe Perry? Joe Perry, maybe. But then there's that guy like... The, the drummer guy with like the curly blonde hair. Yeah, that's a the, drummer, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's another guy that has like kind of a mullet and is yeah. always like standing like this. <laughs> yeah, like like uh-huh. uh, like one of those. He made guys. a strong man pose for yeah. uh, anybody. But he's not strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danny DeVito goes in. Oh, um, Arnold goes back in. Like Emma Thompson is so happy. Or, you know, likes Arnold so much, mm-hmm. uh, even though there's nothing romantic yet, mm-hmm. um, that they're, like, splitting the lab. She lets him come in and do some work there. Um, Danny DeVito meets some pharma executives, um, and it's just like, hey, this is what the drug does, and we're going to have, we're, like, we're going to ha- have results from a human very soon. And the pharma executives were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're totally interested, and put beans overhears it it's mm. like some cocktail party so he's like what are these guys up to and danny devito knows beans heard it so like he yeah. goes to arnold like hey we got all the information we need we can sell this tomorrow you go home stop taking the expecting that will terminate the pregnancy mm. you go but Arnold is at the part of his pregnancy where he's glowing. Yeah, and he's feeling everybody's great. complimenting him. And he's fe- yeah, actually, and and he dances with Emma Thompson at a thing, and uh-huh. you know they're falling in love. Um, and he's like, I'm, I'm, he secretly is just like, I want to have this baby. Like, yeah, I'm, uh, and so like he keeps taking it, and then just like disappears. Like he never goes, he mm. never sees, he doesn't return any of Danny DeVito's calls or whatever. Mm. Um. And then uh, they find out. He goes back to the lab. He's wearing a big bulky sweatshirt, <laughs> and he's really hot, and he takes it off, and they're like, oh, my God. And Danny DeVito's like, yeah, you got to come back and live with me. We'll figure this out. Yeah. But he looks at him, and he's like, oh, the baby's healthy, and like, uh-huh. I think we can do this. Yeah. And that's where I left off. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm assuming a C-section. 
Yeah. But don't you think it's... A, yeah, it, it will be a C-section, but it's also like, are you bummed out that like... Uh, it wasn't, wasn't like, as a result of a mishap? Like, yeah. they knowingly did it? Yeah, yeah. I, I always assume that... Because I remember in the trailer, just Arnold going, I'm pregnant, like, like in shock. Yeah. That no, it was he knew. Some, that he it was, was some kind of, uh, you know, some, some vials got mixed up or... Yeah. He ac- accidentally ingested something he shouldn't have or... Yeah. Disappointing that it was just a needle. I feel like actually that that was in the trailer too. You see him like put the needle into like, you know, some fucking washboard abs. Yeah. I mean, they talk about his washboard abs a lot. Nice. Um, I don't think I would like <laughs> the one thing is like, I don't know if, if these are supposed to be, if any thought was given at any point during like novelization. Mm hmm you know development like i could not imagine watching this movie after <laughs> reading this book like it would just be like yeah i know <laughs> I just, like uh of course like this is this is described beat for beat mm. um in excruciating detail I, uh, I i know how this goes i mean i'm so excited to watch the movie and I'm very curious. I'm very curious about the tone of this movie now because, like you Tommy. said, well, I know, but like I don't know. I imagine much more like wacky mishap, but it seems like it's like kind of a touching story about yeah, motherhood and fatherhood, so and it's like, but for who? Why? Who is any of this for? <laughs> and honestly, like I, I know mean, we're talking about a movie that bombed, uh, yeah. like almost ruined Arnold's career. Well, that's not like. The other, another Arnold and Ivan Reitman, like Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. It's basically a kid's movie. Right. With a few scenes of uh, punctuation of brutal violence. <laughs> yeah. That you would never be able to show to a kid. Yeah. Like, just like scenes where Arnold was like, I know the second year director from Commando is available right now. He'll film this fight scene. Yeah. Where it's like a man gets shot at point blank in the chest. Yeah. Like, and then his girlfriend was like an informant. And uh, so the, the, the bad guys, she's a drug addict. So the bad guys uh, sell her poison drugs and you see her like Overdose, blue, yeah. overdosed body. Mm-hmm. It's like, who, uh, who, the adults aren't going to enjoy <laughs> yeah. the, the classroom scenes. Kids should not see yeah. the ultraviolence. Well, and also it sounds like, you know, the Ivan Reitman movies with Arnold, it's like, you know, Kindergarten Cop, like, wouldn't it be crazy if this hulking strongman were a kindergarten, you know, an action hero, was a kindergarten teacher? Twins, it's, wouldn't it be funny if this hulking strongman's twin was actually the complete uh, physical opposite of him? Yeah. And then this, you would assume... Wouldn't it be funny if, like, the world's manliest man got pregnant? Yeah. But it sounds like it doesn't have the same, like, wacky tone. I mean, there are a lot of the quote-unquote fun and games of it yeah. where, like, um, he talks about how his nipples are... Um, oh, can't wait for this part in the movie then. Are, Very are sensitive. sensitive uh-huh. and itchy. Uh-huh. Um, and then lab assistants over here and they don't know he's pregnant so they're like mm-hmm. oh have you been surfing i used to go surfing and it's yeah. like 
there's a lot of misunderstandings and there's like he spends more on ice cream than he spends on rent now wow, and he's always bullshit. eating ice cream. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of money. Um so like there's like you know, the typical like pregnant women be crazy, yeah. right? So is there the implication that uh his breasts will produce milk? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, we'll have to find out next week. I think in real life, Arnold's <laughs> breasts You're not. The, the, you, you, you don't want to drink that. It's, it's mostly human growth hormone. <laughs> people, people have been sharing a lot of uh, Arnold stuff about the vaccine lately. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people think like he's going to be more persuasive just because he's like hey stop being a girly man and get the vaccine yeah tim a lot of people out there that are uh you know uh against it or are hesitant about getting it uh once once uh they hear that arnold schwarzenegger thinks less of them i mean it would work for me if if i was vaccine hesitant i heard arnold being Mm. like i'd be like all right yeah i guess i gotta go i don't want this guy to think less of me Makes sense, I guess. I mean, at least he's, you know, the, the, the making it like an issue. Right. You know, raising awareness, telling That's people right. it's not okay. People normally listen to Arnold. Is that true, though? I do. Skewed sample set. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. I represent the typical... Uh, man in the world that enjoys Loves Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, no, I think he's influential. I mean, I think didn't like the Lady Ghostbusters. I think if is he, nothing sacred. <laughs> you said my childhood was ruined. Um, no, I mean he could he could not be saying anything. You know that's that's what a lot of uh, people in his position are doing. But the fact that he's like advocating for it just like how he's advocating for fitness in all these movies tim yeah he's a good man i mean he's fine i guess it's I the know, influ- he's pretty horrible man in some it's ways the influence on on us as children when he was the president he was on the president's council of fitness that explains why we're hulking strong men today yeah we had that we had we got the bug early do you want to start a fitness challenge you and i See who can like uh, do the most push-ups and pull-ups yeah. and V sit and reach and mm-hmm. <laughs> run the was it a whole mile? It was a mile. Yeah. How fast do you think you can run a mile these days? <sighs> 20, 25, 30, 40, no more than forty-five minutes. <laughs> I have no idea. Not very fast. Yeah. Uh, we but should race. I'd like to know if I could still climb a rope. I, I've never. I'm not gonna say it. What? I was good at climbing the rope, uh-huh. but I would get freaked out when I was halfway up the rope about how high, high about how high up I was. Yeah, and I'd be like, I don't want to go any higher. I do remember being kind of freaked out yeah. when I would get up high, of like, because it it felt a lot higher on the rope than it yeah. looked. Yeah, yeah. So like, I would just, I would just be like, cut my losses and let go. And you'd cut the rope. Yeah, exactly. Somebody, please nobody else, nobody else, do this. It's dangerous. (laughs) Well, I remember once I like finally got the hang of it, climbing to the top and then letting go and getting in big trouble. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Well, I did it, and I was like, I lost my grip. (laughs) 
<laughs> I bet Mrs. Fell was having nothing of that. <laughs> no. Yeah, because it was like, so you climbed all the way up the rope, and then as soon as you got to the top, you lost your grip in such a way that you let go completely, <laughs> even with your legs. I don't know. It was fun. It was worth it. There were some people that can make the top without using their legs. I know. Those kids were crazy. Yeah. Hey, well done, Billy Farley. <laughs> and and everybody else. CNN. Hey, thank you for being a patron. We love you very much. We'll see you next week.